Hi, and welcome to the inaugural East Coast Games podcast for the week of January 25th, a weekly gaming show recorded remotely featuring four gamers who hail from all over the eastern seaboard. Each week, we'll do a selective dive into the news, followed by a random topic of discussion, all centered around gaming. One On most weeks, we'll also invite a new content creator to join us for a featured discussion around a big new release. So upcoming on this show, we've got uh, some news uh, specifically regarding the MPD numbers for 2018. Also going to touch on the amazing resurgence of Sea of Thieves after a rough launch last year. I'm Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, and tonight I'm joined by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Zach Cassell from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, park the car in the Harvard yard. Figured I'd uh, <laughs> get that out the way now. <laughs> and Bobby Miller from Baltimore, Maryland. How are you guys hey, doing? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Great, great. Uh, Adam, uh, since you are the wild man that uh, started us off on this uh, just whirlwind journey here, why don't you give a, a brief uh, explanation of how we all got here and, and how all this got started? Yeah, I had uh, podcasted um, for about two years straight and then took a year off. And then, you know, I didn't think I was ever going to get back into it. And then all of a sudden I had different groups of friends. They're like, hey, we're starting one up. Like, I guess I'll get on. So I went from zero podcasts to now three at the moment. And I was like, I want to do a gaming podcast because I never got a chance to do one. So then I reached out on Twitter, reached out in a kind of funny Facebook group. And then I've had you guys answered the call and this came together extremely fast. It's I think Saturday and Sunday is when I put out the call and here we are on Thursday night recording. So it's pretty crazy. Shockingly smooth. I would say, honestly, (laughs) um, just to everyone kind of hopping into discord, uh, getting together, picking the night. Um, I mean, I really, uh, I can't believe how quickly and easily this all came together, but uh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, that just shows like how much like, there's a, a um what's the word i'm looking for like a, a want to do these kind of things after like how big they've become i would say what the past five years maybe a little longer than that 10 years like podcast of blew up and everyone's like i want to do a podcast i want to do a podcast <laughs> it's like when someone's out there asking for one man like and you get the chance to do it especially you get the chance to do it with people that you know are going to be able to hold the conversation uh, with, you know, something that you talk about, like, I can't just go talk about these kind of things with, you know, Steve down at GameStop. Cause usually he doesn't know what he's talking about. So this is really, <laughs> really good. it's a little shaded <laughs> Steve at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, uh, I, I don't know, you know, what your situations are, where you live. Uh, I have, you know, a few friends locally that are into gaming. Um, I'm part of a, a killer queen community. Um, here in Jacksonville. Uh, so fortunate to have, um, you know, a, a small group of people that I, I talk about gaming with, but I would say the majority of people in my life have no idea, you know, uh, why I'm into the hobby, what the hobby's about, how far it's evolved. I'm, I'm frequently, uh, you know, kind of half embarrassed uh, in explaining um, that, you know, it's one of my favorite things to do and, uh, you know, talk about, of course. So I don't know if you guys are in the same boat. Oh yeah, no, uh, a hundred percent. Because I feel like it's still looked at as you know something that children do. Like uh, even even like when I'm in like I'm in college right now. I'm fresh out the the military and everything, so I'm starting to go back to school and everything. And some of the classes that I'm in, like you see people afraid to bring up 
video games as their hobbies. Like it's almost like they stutter because I feel like they're still, you know, not looked at or taken as seriously as something, you know, if you were to say, Oh, I like to read or some, something like that. No, absolutely. It does have that uh, negative connotation a little bit. Uh, I I will say that um, very unscientific a bit of research uh, I have that gives me comfort is there's an overwhelming amount of new switches in my office, which is a pretty big office. Um, uh, since I started just kind of openly playing mine during my lunch break and inviting people for uh, smash matches or Mario Kart matches uh, and just kind of getting people involved, twisting their arm, you know, uh, and then, you know, suddenly another person brings their in, there's in and, you know, another person and so on and so forth. And now there's, a, I look around and on the lunch break, there's, there's quite a bit of people in the office that are playing their, their switches and kind of, uh, which I think is good. It's a good thing, you know. And, yeah. See, I, I do noticed what I can. when <laughs> trying to do extra life that it was hard to get people to donate because of the stigma for video games. Like they didn't understand that it was still for like the kids. They just still thought that it was just, oh, you're going to play video games for 24 hours. But it, it, it luckily I got most of my family to donate for it, but it was, it was a hard sell. It was, uh, <laughs> they just thought it was just video games and that's just a stigma that they stick with. Yeah, unless, you, unless I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, 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 go ahead. You're good. I was gonna say unless you have like a platform, or you know, or or like you in platform, you already have an audience or something like that. It's hard to you know ask people for money in that kind of situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I made the mistake of uh, doing like five Ks and ten Ks and stuff with my sister, and then I figured that she would uh, help with the extra life the way that we helped. And everybody helped with the uh, running, but uh, running apparently it's not the same as playing video games for 24 hours. So No, it's a lot hotter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Try to stay awake and yeah, entertain people. Yes, agreed. Do you guys have any uh, particular um, game that springs to mind when you show, you know, want to show somebody how far uh, the, you know, the art of video games has uh, come um, to, to kind of make them understand? Um, anything, any kind of like watershed moment where it's clicked for somebody who maybe didn't understand where you say like, no, 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 look at this, check this out. Um, weird, uh, weirdly enough, um, like NBA 2k, like when it came to new consoles, like my dad would walk in and be like, you watching the game? And I'm like, nah, dog, this is just 2k. And, uh, it's just, I mean, the graphically like, like, oh, I remember when there was like, it looked like little square pixel dudes and it was awful and then now this looks like a real tv broadcast like that's pretty impressive to him you know i've been doing it for years but to him it was it was a pretty big deal and for me um yeah my my folks were always uh supportive uh, like that i liked video games i stayed out of trouble i got good grades so that was primarily what they cared about but uh a couple years ago now um when i kind of uh, late to the party getting a PlayStation 4. I, you know, play Xbox primarily, uh, but, you know, I, lo- I love pretty much all consoles. Um, and uh, I started Uncharted 4, uh, maybe gotten oh, 20% of the way through the game or so. My, my parents had come down for Christmas and um, I got up one morning early, uh, made some breakfast, uh, sat down with a cup of coffee and was just playing through the game. And, uh, you know, my mom kind of wandered out, um, grabbed some, you know, plate of food, was sitting watching me play. My stepdad wandered out, was watching me play. And the next thing I know, an hour and a half has gone by and I'm like, oh, well, you know, hey guys, I'm going to you know put this down. Like, you don't want to, they were like, no, 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 stop. 
like, you know, keep playing. Like, I want to see what happens. And I'm like, you don't understand how long this story is. Like, it's, it, we're going to be here literally, you know, hours if I continue to play. And, um, but to the fact that they could just sit there and watch, where probably that had never happened in my life where somebody wanted to just sit down, you know, that wasn't in our, you know, general age group. Um, so for my parents to, to be that engaged where they're watching it like a movie uh, was, was pretty uh, surreal, I think. Yeah, I think um I think it would be super cool if if games offered that. Like I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in my life. And like story, everything. I, I could literally go on all day about that game. But like if it had like a movie mode after you beat it in like the settings or something where I could just show the movie of Red Dead Redemption 2 to people just to show them like this is, I wouldn't even tell them it's a game. I would just be like, oh, watch this animated movie that's like on um, Cowboys and how good it is. And like, and at the end, it'd be like, and by the way, like, that was my playthrough of like Red Dead Redemption or something. And like, that would be incredible because that's the power of like what it is pretty much. Like, if you're watching Red Dead, like, it's pretty much like watching a giant cutscene. That's how like good it looks. It's incredible. It's, uh, it's funny that you should bring up Red Dead Redemption to uh, our next uh, segment here and might as well hop right into it. Uh, the NPD 2018, 20 best-selling games of 2018, and uh, probably shocking nobody here is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the number one uh, selling game of 2018, according to to the NPD. Um, and uh, who here has, uh, has played it? Obviously, uh, you have, Zach. Um, anybody else? I have, of course. But Yeah, I played about 60 hours of that game in the first three days it was out, so that's definitely my favorite game this year for sure. Gonna go ahead and take a stab that you were not a Greg Miller where it didn't click for you, and I'm not in that boat either. The first Uh, hour I could see, but once mm -hmm. you get out of the snow, dude, like that game is just, even even with it being slow at the start, like it's all earned. By the time you beat that game, all that pacing, it it pays off. Like you have to earn that game, and it's, it's worth it. How about you, Bobby? Um, uh, did, have you, did you check it out? <clears throat> Sadly, it's in my 40-plus uh, game backlog. Oh, oh, stop yeah. what you're doing. All I right, whatever girls. game you're playing is not as important. <laughs> well, well, see, look, it's funny that you said that because I, I again, the segue, which you guys are talking about is my wife watched me start to play Horizon Zero Dawn, and Ugh. she got mad at me when she came down later and saw that I was playing it when she put the girls to bed, and I had to explain to her what had happened. And like I agree, I think they should do a a montage of uh, all the like I'm sure YouTube or somebody will break it down eventually to where they just do all the cutscenes. And she was so interested in it where she would not let me play it unless it was it was with her like that. So I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn with her watching it like like Uncharted. She did the same thing with Uncharted where she thinks they're more of movies as opposed to gaming, which I like that they. They keep the, I want to say, chapters short enough to where there's enough cutscenes versus playing to where it's, but Horizon Zero Dawn is beautiful. I, but I will get to Red Dead, I promise. It's it's in my, it's like number nine on my... Uh, oh my list. god, I am, what is one through <laughs> I eight? I Spider-Man, <laughs> I got all these VO games I have, I... I it, yeah, it's been it, a mess. It is a game. It, it deserves your time. And I mean that both, you know, and then that you should play it, but also um, you really should say it's a game meant to be savored. Um, I tell people uh, as tempting as it is to, you know, fly through the story, um, you know, stop and smell the, the roses, right? Uh, 
do the side quest, uh, ride around, like, you know, five, yeah. find things in the world because, um, I, I think it, to me, it only added to the enjoyment of, uh, of the game kind of just slowing, I think that slowing things down and it kind of demands to be savored. I think, you know, it's a game that kind of, uh, I mean, it lends itself very well. I am still to this day finding new things in that game. And I have over like 10 days in it. And I am still like running into new characters and things I've never seen before. And like some crazy dude, like, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, it's like, it's insane. Like the amount of detail. Is it the guy around the caves? That's all I'll say. I won't, I won't say anything else. Did you find? And, 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 uh, I I believe I have. I believe I know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, yep. But with, I, like I said, without spoiling anything, it's just it's you. You literally have to stop and just soak it all in because it's so much. Yeah, agreed. Uh, going on to number two on the MPD, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four, um, a game I'll, I'll admit that I have not played. I uh, was intrigued by Blackout. Um, I've you know played a fair amount of PUBG. Um, and battle royale, I think, is an interesting genre. But uh, I haven't played a Call of Duty game. I don't think since Blackout Three or Black Ops. Excuse me, Black Ops Three um, was probably the last one I played, and even that one was uh, probably uh, the shortest amount of time I've ever spent with a Call of Duty. Did anybody here um, check out Black Ops Four? I did, and I did not enjoy it. I haven't played Call of Duty since they tried to turn it into Halo mm-hmm. with uh, Advanced Four Fighter, where you jump. <sighs> Several hundred feet in the air for no reason, uh, but I did get uh, Black Ops Four, and I just didn't. I don't know. I I, I like single player games too. I like to have that option. Like yeah, famously, no no campaign in Black Ops Four. Yep. Yes, yeah. It just seems like it shouldn't have been a sixty dollar game if it was not a full game. But uh, I clearly didn't hurt it. the sales. I don't think they have anything to uh, to cry yeah. over being uh, second to Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Call of Duty long term. You know, I think it's a it's a franchise that's remained strong, but uh, boy, I, I remember there was I, probably not a single friend that I I knew, even the most casual gamers that um, you know was not playing that. And uh, I think it's yeah. been a long time since I, that's you know uh, at least in my circle of uh, you know gamer friends where I've known anybody that's really been into that. So. so is is Black Ops Four literally just Black Ops in name only now? There's um, no story to it, right? There's nothing. Yeah, there's no story. story. There's so like Black zombie and mode name. and then uh, Fortnite Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so that the Battle Royale mode was just free on Xbox, but I just literally have zero interest. Even when, like the Battlefield one coming out, just I don't know. Uh, Battle Royale is just not my thing. I don't like yeah. to die, and then I'm like, oh, I just got there, and now I got to <laughs> start all over. Yeah, waste all that time. Yeah. yeah, I did that with Fortnite for a long time. I enjoyed it when it first came out and then friends were playing and then slowly everybody died off and then it just became the same thing over and over again. Frustration. You know, shockingly, I haven't played Call of Duty in a while either, but this is the game that all my friends have started playing in. I don't know why specifically this one, but these guys haven't played Call of Duty in about three or four years and Black Ops 4 is the one that got them back in. And it's... they don't even play Blackout, they just play the multiplayer. Oh, really? That's, they that's interesting to me. And didn't like it, and then now they just play multiplayer. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I feel like you can use uh, Call of Duty almost as a, a barometer for, um, <laughs> I guess, how uh, well a, a new 
uh, fad is doing a multiplayer fad because you know Call of Duty tends to embrace those uh, types of changes. When Titanfall came out, you saw sort of that emergence of uh, the the stuff that um, was it. Uh, Zach was saying you didn't like the uh, kind of the jetpack gameplay, but that followed pretty quickly on the heels of um, of uh, Titanfall, and you know you kind of see them quickly shifting gears to kind of match with what's going on in the shooter genre. Um, I don't know. I, I, once it became less and less grounded, I'm I'm right there with you. It wasn't wasn't really for me anymore. Uh, going into uh, number three and four, a pair of sports games: NBA uh, 2K19, uh, Madden NFL 19. Um, uh, again, no no shocking um, you know revelations there. Those games tend to be uh, you know uh, very tend to do very well um, year after year. It seems like uh, there's. They have the the oil purchasers that uh, probably in, until they're in a nursing home and probably even then will still buy the new NBA or Air Madden game every year that it comes out. And totally nothing wrong with that. Just uh, I don't really have much to, to add on either of those. I'm not much of a uh, sports uh, guy. So uh, I play Madden. Like if like that's the kind of game where it's like Smash for me. I'll play when people come over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, back when there was NCAA, I've got fond memories of. Uh, uh, either you know turning it into a drinking game or betting like you know like literal like dollar like a dollar on uh you know a quarter uh yeah. uh, of uh you know and then of course the final outcome having a, a larger pool but um, number five uh super smash brothers ultimate and with the asterisk uh, saying that it does not include digital sales um that i would say is the first big surprise considering it was out less than a month in 2018 to be as high up on that list uh were you guys all surprised by that not at all that's the power of the switch yeah i was one of those dudes i wasn't because i owned a wii u and i was after that experience like i'm never buying another nintendo product ever again um and then uh i was like maybe when pokemon comes out because at that point like when the real pokemon comes out like that point enough stuff will be there the Smash came out. I was like, my friends, like, I can get you a Switch for two twenty. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I was gonna do it next year anyways. I want to play some Smash, so it got me in. That was the sim seller for me because I would had no intention of getting a Switch just because of how hard the Wii U fucked me. So, it, yeah, it got me in, and it's it's a great game. Except it, 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 it does take too long to unlock stuff, but outside of that, it's good. If you if you use the cheese, which I don't know if they've patched yet, it's not as bad. Um, That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have no shame when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, I was hosting a party at our at our house uh, the literal day after it came out, and I was like, "Look, I need to have a nice, robust roster for everyone that's coming over to play because, you know, I don't want eight characters or you know even sixteen when there's supposed to be you know um, what was it was the final number seventy four, seventy five, something crazy like that. Yeah, something yeah. in the seventies. Um, but nope, yeah. I did the same thing. Don't worry, you're not the only one. So quickly, just before we move on um, to the next couple of games, uh, what, what do you guys think? Let, let's say we take away that asterisk, and of course we're putting on our tinfoil hats here, but uh, let's say for a second you include the digital sales. How far up the list do you think it jumps? Does it beat Madden and NBA? Does it beat Call of Duty? Like how how um, how many? I'd say I'd say number two. You think number Whoa. two really oh, better than more than Call of Duty? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I'm sure. I'm surprised that God of War wasn't higher on the list because that game, everybody was all about that. That was higher than Spider Man. Yeah. So six is you know Spider Man. Seven we got Far Cry Five and eight God of War. But what I think is interesting is that in the top ten you have three exclusive games, two of them being Sony exclusives that are all in the top ten. Um, 
less, you know, surprising, I suppose, for the Sony console, because there's a hell of a lot of PlayStation 4s out there. But, uh, you know, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate being um, this high up and with no digital sales included. Uh, I, again, I knew it was going to be a big game, but uh, holy shit. Um, that is is quite impressive. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think uh, I, I would have expected God of War to be the better seller than Spider-Man. But I guess when you take into, into account that... Man, um, Spider-Man sells. You put Spider-Man on anything and kids and adults alike will buy it no matter what it is. Like, And that's a good point like too. Black Friday I'm one of those people. And more uh, more kid friendly too. I would say probably easier sell. The M sticker can can you know potentially hurt sales. I guess for the discerning unless you Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. Some also, reason, Grand Theft Auto Five sticks around forever. I don't know. It's how. still it's still there. It's number it's, what eleven. Eleven oh, on God. the list. Yeah. yeah so nine, ten, and eleven are with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, GTA Five. Um, at this point, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, I, I think the only thing that's going to knock it off the uh, MPD best-selling games list is probably Grand Theft Auto Six. Um, so wow, down. man! Uh, I just I'm surprised there's people out there that still haven't bought that game, but it goes on sale occasionally, and I think that's where you see those spikes. Well, they're always that's what I don't get. So that's a big gripe I had with the Game Awards, actually. So they were saying that um, best like ongoing game, right? Oh, Grand Theft Auto Five has been pumping out content for its online for so long and it's so good and like it adds so much to the game all the time and i understand people like nag on it for the shot cards and everything like that but man like it's in it's still in the top 10 almost all the time besides right now and and it's 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 there constantly and they didn't get any recognition and that kind of just i wonder if it's because red dead was there they didn't want to put grand theft auto 5 there from 2013 to yeah, See, that's what always be. surprises me is because I I play Warframe. I love Warframe, and they came out like when PS4 like launched. It was around the same time, and the way that those developers have they they give the community what they want, and now it's on Switch and and everything. Which I don't want to start over, but I, I had started playing on Switch. <laughs> but it's it's the, I consider them the best ongoing. Even Rocket League, like they Rocket League is like they're they're like the esports champs right now right under uh league of legends it's just all these games that that don't get in those votes it does make me question the the voting system well and you know it's funny the more gamers you talk to I think we're games as a service becoming uh more and more common um it's funny because it seems like uh increasingly you see gamers that have that game that is their game as a service for me um i'm a shameless uh, destiny fan uh, you know from mm-hmm. vanilla all the way to you know currently forsaken um but uh you know everyone kind of has that game or maybe a couple games that they rotate through as the content drops um in addition to the regular sort of releases um and um you know it you you'll find people very passionately um uh championing you know whatever game as a service they play because they typically get better with time you know when when the uh developers really uh kind of hunker down and support them it's impressive to see where they get to from where they started yeah i think well, i want to say even no man's sky didn't they win like best ongoing game or best ongoing dlc last year that I don't know. I thought the game was dead. They were nominated, but that the next update—that's when I first bought it, and it, the game it got a hundred times better once they updated. You will never see another player ever. 
and then you saw one the next week, and they had to backtrack. <laughs> now the update <laughs> it just added the multiplayer, and uh, oh, that's my. what we did. We jumped on with the next update, played that game for a good two weeks. I enjoyed myself very much. I don't think I'll ever go back, but it was I enjoyed the two weeks. It was worth the money. Yeah, I hear it's good. I I own it's in my backlog, but uh, I. Uh, I, I want to play it eventually, but I, I've always heard good things. I've never really heard the bad things like everybody else said. Like it was kind of boring, blah blah blah. But I, I never. It's one of those games. If you like mining resources and do, if you like those kind of games, it's good. If you don't like that kind of game, you're not going to like it. But if you're into that sort of game, it's a good one. I gotcha. By the way, nine being Monster Hunter World, like what is going on right there? Yeah, like quite, I, quite impressive. Um, I mean, Capcom's got to be life right now with resident evil 2 on the horizon and seemingly pretty damn good and then you know to have monster hunter world um uh, honestly a game that probably introduced i, I don't know i'm going to make up a number here but i would say probably 50 percent of the people that played that game probably had never played a monster hunter game before at least as i would you know guess anyway um i know i certainly among you know the people that uh, had always heard of monster hunter world didn't look like it was for me and i really enjoyed myself on what i played but um yeah that's great Yep. Yeah, and I bought it, and uh, I was super, super pumped for it because uh, when I was in the military, I had a dude who would always pester me because he was playing Monster Hunter on his 3DS. Man, you got to get a 3DS so you can play Monster Hunter with me. Blah, 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 blah. Finally, it comes to consoles, and I'm like, here we go, man. Here's my opportunity. I'm going to finally play some Monster Hunter with you. I bought it. I played it for about five hours, and I never touched it again. Yes. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I played about 10 hours and was like, this is not for me. I cannot do it. My friend loved He played about 110 hours in the first week, and I was like, sorry, bro, I'm not doing this with you. Like, I wish, because it's like, that is my kind of game, man. Going around fucking hunting huge monsters and wearing them. I want to do that, but like, it's just, it didn't grab me for some reason. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I put a little bit more time. I think I got about brother who I frequently play uh, these types of games with. Uh, he loved it, by the way. Um, I got, the, I guess, about to the halfway point is what he said, and um, I, you know, I gave it its day in court, and I think I just got distracted by something else. I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't think it was uh, horrible. I didn't think it was great. Um, but I, re- what I really appreciated was that um, you know, I, Capcom trying to make a new game and and you know do something uh, new and and like you know try to bring you know to make the effort to bring in the player base and to have something that they're supporting. Um, I really applauded them for. Um, you know, putting something out there uh, that uh, was like, a little more accessible, and um, it, a lot of people uh, fucking loved it. I got a lot of friends that uh, uh, still won't show up about how you know that was uh, their favorite game of last year. So, um, well, they're still adding like new monsters and everything to it, aren't they? Like that's another game that's yeah, and pulling Geralt from The Witcher and all kinds yeah. of you know uh, cross promotional type of um, events in the game. Which again, hey, cool if you're into that that's that's uh got to be something to be psyched about you know every so often so yeah it's like i appreciate the game like i, I respect what it's doing it's just not for me yeah and then just odyssey might be my number two or number three favorite game of the year i've dumped tons of time to that wasn't expecting like i love assassin's creed but i got real deep into this one so odyssey technically came out in december of 2017 right it's it's been a while but um but it was definitely the end of i think 2017 but impressive still no, that I think, I think odyssey origins came out last year i think this one came origins out last year. oh November. i'm sorry i'm looking at super mario odyssey i am oh yeah uh, my totally, odyssey yeah, yeah i'm already looking ahead to the uh <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so number 10, yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, I'll admit this is one that I um, I got for Christmas that I have not torn into, uh, but I have a, a strategic uh, time slot picked out for it, um, you know, in between some of the bigger releases. I probably won't get to it before Anthem comes out, but uh, I, I definitely plan on playing it before the, the big spring releases uh, for sure. I, I liked um, Origins quite a bit, but I never finished it. Did, oh, man, you- it was great. Did you guys all enjoy Odyssey for those of you that played it? Yeah. Number um, two or three game for me this year. It's okay. also in my backlog. Uh, I bought, I I purposely didn't buy it when it came out because I was like, I already know this is going to be on sale Black Friday. I'm just going to get it then. And sure enough, it was, but I got Tomb Raider in that at the same time. And I handed both my games to my girlfriend with them behind her back. I said, whatever one I guess is the one I'm going to play first. And I guess Tomb Raider. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I liked uh, the, the first two Tomb Raider games, but I have not uh, checked out Shadow yet. Uh, so we'll, we'll quickly run through here because uh, we're running a, just a bit long um, on the segment uh, with kind of the you know the the final uh, games here. Uh, we've got Grand Theft Auto coming in at number eleven, as we said. Uh, Mario Kart eight at twelve, uh, FIFA nineteen at thirteen, uh, Battlefield five, oof, number fourteen. Um, probably not what EA. Um, wants to uh, to see um, going into 2019, but then again, it seems like it's not been their couple of years lately. So, uh, Anthem will pick that up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I ne- never say never. I, I worry Anthem. about Anthem with with the way Destiny went down. I worry for Anthem. That and I, the Mass Effect Andromeda, I think. Uh, lost a lot of goodwill on the part of gamers, and yeah. um, you know, right now, of course, it's the it's the marketing spin. They're marketing sort of the lack of um, reveals regarding the game as well. We want to keep the story a secret. We don't want to show too much, but um, you know, sometimes that could be a red flag. So, um, and not to say that I'm assuming that's what's going to happen with that, but I, I am a bit concerned. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to be honest. If it's a day one buy for me, I'm going to see what the open beta is like next weekend um, and keep an eye on it. I'm excited. I want it to be great because I think Destiny getting some good old fashioned competition would be really great for for that game. But do you want to make a bet right now? I'm willing. I'm all right. So I am all team Anthem all the way. And there's been a super huge info dump on this game the past month. Like they have. That's true. That's true. Details. Yeah. And like if you watch the gameplay of it and everything, just oh man, it looks so good. And and by the way, it's it's Casey Hudson leading this, who is the fucking man. Because he came Mass Effect one the three tail end of the development though, too. Correct. Like it was at the beginning and then at the end, like he He kind of bookended it then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking the truth there, but I could have sworn like this was, I don't, I don't want to say his brainchild, but like Anthem has been cooking for like quite a while. It has. Do you want to hear my uh, crazy? I know this is not uh, the case, um, but wild, uh, you know, 0.0001% chance uh, theory. So, I was reading, I think it was um, Brandon Tyrell's coverage on IGN uh, that they had, you know, kind of listed some details. And boy, there was an awful lot of uh, references uh, to beats that reminded me a lot of Mass Effect. And just for the briefest of moments, I thought, holy shit, like how wild it would be if this game came out and it turned out that it was a open world game set in the Mass Effect universe, completely separate from the events of all the other games. And they just, they fucking got everybody and, you know, completely shocked everybody. Like, you know, hey, this is 
at a different time, a completely different zone, but it's kind of, you know, because there was a civilization that they mentioned that was sounded a lot like the Protheans if you ever played Mass Effect. Uh, again, don't think that's the case. I don't think there's a chance in hell, but how wild would that I be? I would <laughs> fucking lose my mind. <laughs> Yeah, there's, uh, you know, I again, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I, don't let me be clear on that. But uh, there, I had the briefest of moments. Hey, and, I saw that you can get N7 colors and stuff on your armor, so I'm good. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. You can, even if it's not uh, a game, you know, related to M or uh, Mass Effect, rather, uh, in reality, you can always pretend, right? Hey, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Andromeda was great. I don't care what anyone says. It's so. Good I enjoyed, yeah. I um, I you know had its problems. Um, I think there was a lot of fat on Andromeda. I don't think that did it any favors. But um, any of the core missions, and certainly um, just like all great Mass Effect uh, entries, which is I guess arguably all of them, uh, before Andromeda, the uh, the characters, right? As you got to know them, the the loyalty missions or whatever they called them in that game, I thought were all uh, superb. Really, really enjoyable and best gameplay in the series. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I would argue with that. The combat was pretty great. The way you could customize your loadouts and stuff was pretty For nice. sure. All right, so uh, quickly, uh, we'll, we'll go into... So we have Super Mario Odyssey here at 15, uh, Call of Duty World War II at 16, so two Call of Duty games uh, in the top 20. Again, not too much of a shock there. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, I don't know if any, we got any fighting game fans here. Uh, I'll admit I have not played this, uh, nor am I a Dragon Ball guy, but uh, cool to see that it's got some love last year. I love Dragon Ball. I even have uh, Goku and Shenron tattooed on my uh, leg. But, right on, man. Did you yeah. play the game or watch yeah, it? It's it's uh it's super fun. It's it's more it, like it reminds me more of like uh like uh, the arcade style, like Marvel vs. Capcom two. Like that's what it reminds me of. Perfect. Yeah, that's I the vibe I got. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Like I'm not good at fighting games or anything. That's another game where like I just like to play with my friends. We just have fun and, and beat each other up. Like I would never claim to be good. But uh yeah, it's a super fun game. Right on. And uh final three top rounding out the top twenty, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Party, and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So all three uh Nintendo Nintendo exclusives there. Um uh, of those, I've only played Breath of the Wild. I don't think any more needs to be said on uh, how fantastic that game was. But um, any Pokemon folks here in the group? I did get it. Um, played it with my son. It's yellow on baby mode, but it's, there's things about it that I hope they put in the new one whenever it comes out next year. But it's it's baby mode yellow. So. I don't I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. You know. Um, I, I I like that Nintendo has uh, tried to kind of walk the balancing uh, beam of uh, you know pleasing longtime fans and the hard, and then uh, you know occasionally having a release that's a little bit more uh, you know friendly for for the younger players uh, because I mean we'll get to that a little bit later in the show but that's that's you know they they were my portal into gaming and uh, um, while uh, I wouldn't say there was a lot of new friendly games in the NES. Uh, era it boy did it make you good at games fucking quick <laughs> you had no choice but to get good but uh so it's cool to have a little more gradual uh an easy transition for the younger gamers i enjoyed it i i wish they would have did more with the pokemon go aspect with it with the uh little pokeball mm-hmm. uh, but it it wasn't too bad i did play with my daughter as well in, uh, in what way? So uh, just elaborate, I guess, for those well, of us. That, I, I didn't think that. I think what they did was they had a gym in the center of town where you could 
you could take characters, uh, Pokemon from your Pokemon Go account, and then put them in the the central gym uh, for the Pokemon Go in in one of the little towns. But it's like once you transferred it, that was it, and you couldn't really do much with it past that point. And I I just think they could have did more, but they, I think they were just trying to introduce it without uh, doing too much. But I I think it worked out a little bit. I do like Pokemon Go. I play it every day still since it came out because uh, I get bored on the card rides. And if I pass a church or something, I'm like, hey, that might be a Pokestop. So I will I will try to check it out every once in a while. I haven't played a Pokemon game since Game Boy Color. And I will never play a Pokemon game until it's like the most incredible, like, over-the-shoulder RPG where Pokemon <laughs> looks super cool and, like, all that. It's just that it wouldn't interest me unless it was something like that. So I'm hoping for it the end of this year. I, yeah, that, that, that would be super cool. Pikachu looks great. I, I, I Did you guys that. see that mock-up art of uh, kind of the Breath of the Wild-style Pokemon that somebody so had made? So good. Uh, so that's what you're looking for, then. That would oh. uh, that would sell you. <laughs> I no gotta admit, I, I probably would sell me on it uh, as well. Um, no question. Take my money if you if you got that thing coming my <laughs> way. I don't know nothing about Pokemon, but as long as they look cool, I'm all for it. <laughs> One more brief thing, before you know, before we move on, um, you know, with Pokemon, do you guys think that um, having this kind of introductory style game, uh, more casual, I guess you'd say, uh, game? Um, ultimately uh, hurts or uh, helps the the Pokemon franchise. Uh, me personally, I, I think it helps. I think you get, probably get more players, especially uh, you know younger players that kind of ease in, maybe are ready to take the next step. But uh, what do you guys think? I don't see how anyone could say it. It does hurt, in my opinion, just because um, the people that grew up with Pokemon are gonna buy it because it's another Pokemon game and it's a little bit of a different style looking Pokemon game. Um, so like, and then you got people, the younger generation who grew up with the newer Pokemon who, you know, just got a switch or something for Christmas. And, you know, the Pokemon name is just so big that I I don't see unless, I mean, the only argument you can make is like what I said, people that are waiting for them to take that next step. And, um, I guess the good word here would be evolution of the Pokemon game. (laughs) And I think they were smart, right? Getting ahead of the messaging too. Uh, when they announced this one of saying, "Don't worry, your you know your Gen Eight right uh, Pokemon game is coming down the road." So fear not if that's what you're. If this doesn't sound appealing to you, you're going to get what you want in you know uh, a year essentially. I think that was smart um, for those you know for the people that bounced and, and didn't want to play the Let's Go. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a good way to get to get Pokemon on the Switch into those people's hands for when this game comes out. Pokemon's already in everyone's brains. This game was already received well. You know, it's only I think it's only going to boost the sales of the next game. True. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh move into uh really the other bit of news. Uh you know, week to week we had talked about We'll kind of be selective in the news stories we talk about. Um, you know, we don't need to touch on everything. There's plenty of podcasts that uh, that do that. But uh, uh, something uh, I forget which one of you brought it up, but I think it is important to note because uh, it really, I mean, seemingly out of nowhere, is uh, Sea of Thieves with just a uh, out of left field. Um, I mean, skyrocket in, in popularity here. Um, you got Doctor Disrespect. Uh, 
saying that he believes it's going to be the next big game. Um, we got Summit uh, playing. Um, uh, Gothalian, I don't know if you guys follow him from Destiny, has been um, playing it quite a bit lately. But um, seems like it, you know, a game that, uh, based on the launch, was doomed to, to failure. And another example of uh, developer kind of believing in it, supporting it, and then just over time... Um, you know, whether it's the brute, brute force or just, uh, you know, a, uh, a constant stream of quality content being released after the fact is just kind of um, made its way back into the, you know, hearts and mind share of, uh, of, of gaming. I'm Crazy. so happy this game is succeeding. I have been clamoring for a good pirate game since we got Assassin's Creed 4. And um, why, while like Sea of Thieves isn't exactly what I had imagined when I thought of a pirate game, like it turned out to be so good. And there's there's really no story that you follow and everything. The story there's a lot of environmental storytelling. My bad. A lot of environmental storytelling, but um like it's 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 a very much a choose your own adventure game where um, that's why it's, I think it's blowing up on, on, with all these popular streamers is because especially if they have a uh, very strong personality, you know, you can go on and if you have a good crew and you're funny and, you know, you go on these adventures and you're role playing as the pirates and everything like it just, each person streams different because everybody's crew's different. So that I feel like you no, know, every stream you watch is like, it's almost like you're watching a totally different game. It's, it's, it's so much fun. I agree. I, I'm glad to see it come back. I, I enjoyed it when it first came out. There were a lot of problems I had where you uh, <laughs> you would do your pirate thing for a couple hours and then a bigger ship would come by and uh, pretty much just beat you up for the next hour and take everything from you. Oh, that still happens. There's there's griefing in video games, so I'd <laughs> yeah, probably well, be shocked. <laughs> the way how close they spawned if you got them was even worse. They like, they fixed that so yeah, like I'm if so you glad if, they fixed that yeah because that was the worst yeah definitely so like now when you die and everything if somebody like I remember somebody was telling a story like they had one chest on their ship and a a, a, a galleon came over and they're like ah we're gonna fucking sink you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he was like hey man I got nothing here he's like you can just have my chest and he was like I don't give a shit sinking your ship <laughs> and like they sunk the ship anyways and everything but like you gotta as much as like, you know, if you're playing, you're like, oh man, like that's not the kind of behavior I want to encounter while I'm playing this game. <laughs> it's it's the kind of game where like you have to expect that. No matter you, your head always got to be on a swivel when you're playing that game. Oh god, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because even the Kraken got us one time where we had a ship full of stuff where we just beat one of the uh, skull things, and then it was our first time ever beating it. We unlocked it, blah blah. blah. We loaded up the ship. We're coming back. A Kraken got us and sunk everything. <laughs> So, have you guys played recently? No, I haven't played since launch, and uh, right. at that time, I had I had a great time for maybe a dozen or so hours, and then it was just apparent that it it wasn't in the place that I knew it was going to get to eventually. And yes. my uh, my sort of um, comment to my my friends at the time, uh, you know, who all were uh, playing for my Destiny clan, was uh, this isn't for me now, but I believe that if they are as serious about supporting this game as they say they are that it's going to be um a whole lot different and probably a much better game in you know a year i think it came out what march last year right is that when it launched um yeah so we haven't even gotten there and um you know look what look what's happened so i mean that's great so let me give you a brief 
real brief rundown of like just kind of the, some of the stuff that they've added that's really helped uh, catapult the game into the stratosphere that it's in now. Um, so they've um, skeleton forts are a lot more frequent. Um, you have these clouds that are in the shape of a galleon now, and if you go near them, there'll be these skeleton ships, which are another addition. So the skeleton ships that'll pop out the water like Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Gotcha. Yeah, so the ships will just come out the water out of nowhere and like start attacking you, or you'll see those ships and they're on their own adventures, like getting their and if you you can like sink them and get their treasure, there's um uh megalodons, multiple different kinds of them that do different things. There's um a whole new portion of the map, like a volcanic section of the map that's got its own uh quests of uh involved with and everything there's more npcs scattered throughout there's they added more environmental storytelling in there's um more uh stuff to add to your ship you can customize your cannons now your wheel um i I don't remember the name of the thing that drops your anchor but you can customize that like there's just so much more um they're doing weekly they do weekly events like there was skeleton thrones was one of the big ones and when it first came out like they were scattered throughout the world and you had clues and you had to go find them just make sailing around with everybody you know uh, more fun in between missions or what you're doing and everything there's just and everything drops loot now like they used to complain about not getting enough like the megalodon drops it the kraken drops it those galleon clouds when you defeat those ships they drop it the skeleton forts you're getting like thirty thousand from those so like there's so much more now, and like I said, just every ship and crew doing something different, it just adds to how much fun the game is. And and the arena's coming out, which is like, uh, it's more like PvP, so I, I guess from, from what I take away from it, there's an island, and it's whoever can get the most treasure off of the island, or something like that, a certain amount of crews, whoever can get the most treasure off the island or something will be declared the winner, which sounds super fun. So. Yeah, I'm getting back into it, too. I played it for about the first two weeks it was out. I was like, I'll come back to this in a year, and here we are. Yeah, like, and there's, like, they added, like, rowboats. So, like, if you're on an island and you have all this treasure, like, you can put all the treasure on a rowboat and bring it back to your ship so, like, you don't got to carry it all. Is turning and end still the same, where you have to take out each piece individually to each? Yeah, so that that is that is still a thing. Yeah, they've uh, added more things that you can turn in. So like you're you're getting more money when you're doing it and everything. But yeah, you still got to take them one by one to trade them in. <laughs> but nice. great game. Everybody should be playing it. Yeah, one to t- definitely keep an eye on. Um, I you know, again again, it's all gonna be dependent on. Uh, the timing, right? Timing is sometimes uh, the the big thing with the you know other releases that are out and around, and it gets harder and harder sometimes to prioritize what you're playing and when you're playing it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I always like seeing a success story. You know, I always root for the uh, the games that I feel like have that potential. Um, and it's it's nice to see a developer uh, double down and and you know um, make it better and better, and then to to, to you know, get the recognition they deserve ultimately for doing that, especially for Xbox with everybody clamoring that they don't got they don't have any games oh xbox has got nothing but and like here it is they got one of the biggest games you know on on twitch that's the power of those streamers man like and game pass oh yeah absolutely. game passes is helping out a lot too but like i'm just so glad that xbox i don't want to say like they got their killer juggernaut because it's not what it is but like 
it, at least it's getting the attention it finally deserves. Fantastic. So uh, we'll just briefly touch on um, uh, the big release uh, this week uh, is Resident Evil 2. Um, next week, once we've all had time to go hands-on, uh, we'll talk about it uh, in detail. Uh, I think the plan is to, to bring on a, a guest, uh, and then uh, we can all chat about it, uh, those of us that you know, do, uh, do purchase the game and um, get to check it out. But I am very, very excited. I loved uh, Resident Evil 7, or at least three-quarters of it. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a Resident Evil kid um, since, I, since I've been gaming, so it should be exciting. Yeah, um, for any content creators out there, if you guys want to be on this show and talk about the newest games out, absolutely hit us up on Twitter, um, EC Games Pod, and you can get on the show. I have, I think a few people said they're interested in the RE2 episode, but, you know, keep an eye out for new stuff and we can get streamers or podcasters. You can come on, pimp your stuff and talk about some games. Absolutely. Uh, also, I was just going to say, um, next week, uh, since the VIP demo for Anthem is uh, this weekend, which I will be uh, diving very deep into, uh, I'll definitely at least want to uh, touch on you know what I thought of the game and everything next week uh, uh, when we record, because I know people are going to be super, super uh, excited about that. Yeah, by all means, I'd love to hear some impressions. Um, you know, like I said, I won't be able to play it until the following, unfortunately. but. Uh, yeah, I would, I would be very curious to hear, um, you know, your impressions. All right. A couple other things to note. There's a, a snow festival and Hitman 2 um, from the IO Interactive website. Uh, celebrate the winter season at the Hitman 2 snow festival in Hokkaido and throw snowballs at your target in a new mission. The snow festival is a free season event for new and existing Hitman 2 players that includes a new mission in Hokkaido, a new target, the Snowmaster Challenge Pack, themed items, including a snowball, and two new unlocks that can be permanently added to your inventory. The Snow Festival will be available from January 22nd through February 12th, and you'll need to complete the mission to unlock the Snow Festival suit and complete all seven challenges to unlock the lethal ice pack. Excuse me. Um, so pretty cool. Um, if there's anybody that plays Hitman, uh, experience with that game. Uh, and that franchise in general, but um, it certainly looks fun. It looks like a blast, the type of thing that to just go in and fuck around for, uh, you know, a uh, half hour or so, pick a mission, do something, do it completely differently. Um, it seems like a, a, a neat kind of uh, a sandbox to, to play around in. Yeah, I put that in there. Love Hitman too. I just like, you know, like you said, just go in, kill somebody a different way, you know, play it another day. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, there's a Kingdom Hearts uh, VR experience, and uh, I, th- I think there's a Kingdom Hearts game coming out soon, right? Something like I'm, that. I'm being facetious. Uh, yeah, January 29th, uh, my birthday, um, another franchise, uh, sadly, that I don't have a lot of experience with, but uh, probably on a future episode, since it's uh, bound to be a pretty large game, um, we're looking to get uh, somebody on the show to, uh, to lend some, uh, some insight into that. Uh, and with that, um, I want to now kind of transition into uh, the final, you know, segment of the uh, the show. We're running a bit long, um, so if we can, you know, keep this relatively brief, maybe five minutes a person. I, I did want to touch uh, one at a time on our own personal history with the hobby of uh, the video games. You know, we uh, we're strangers to one another uh, for the most part, and. Uh, you know, with the inaugural episode, I thought it would be kind of cool to, um, you know, sorry, kind of funny, we're stealing this from you, uh, to, to go through <laughs> a truncated version of, uh, you know, our, our own personal history with gaming. So, um, 
uh, again, I'll, I'll let you uh, do the honors there, uh, Adam. You can go uh, first and um, you know, just tell us a little bit about how you got into this uh, weird, wild hobby. Yeah, so as a kid, um, I actually had an NES, like a lot of people probably did, and an SNES. Never played them, didn't care at all. My grandpa got them for me, didn't touch them once. I only cared about the, uh, the Game Boy. So one of the first games I actually got into, um, just uh, Tetris, of course, and mm-hmm. Pokemon Yellow. So I was, from the jump, that's what I was all about. I just liked being able to carry it with me or whatever. Didn't care about all those games on the NES and all those JRPGs on the SNES. Um, that's where I started. Took took a break for a little while. Um, came back in. Got an N64 when GameCube was already out. Because, again, I was a stupid kid. And I was like, I just want to play the N64. Like, you know, the new one's out. They're not being games anymore. Nah, just let me get that. Um, you know, that was fun or whatever. Got to the next generation. Um, and that's where I started getting everything. So big Xbox dude, uh, KOTOR. The first Halo, first Halo is what got me into back into video games. Um, the game was so good. We just would stay up every weekend with friends playing LAN or just playing split screen. And that's what brought me back into it. And uh, that's actually where I first started playing Inverted. Have not been able to switch since playing that game in Inverted in 2001. Oh. So stuck on that forever. Oh, man, <laughs> for, for, for shooters, you mean, right? Not because flying, like I, I inverted all the way, but for for shooters, you mean for you? Sure. That was the first shooter that I played. Because you know, N sixty four, like that's not really dual stick or whatever. Um, so yeah, when I got to the Xbox, it was set on inverted. I was like, down for up. I'm like, works for me, and I can't switch back. <laughs> hey, fair enough, man. I've got a my best friend in the entire world, Max. What's up? Uh, he uh, plays inverted drive me fucking nuts because uh you know in the uh, the days of of passing the sticks back and forth you know um alternating multiplayer matches or something uh inevitably i would uh would grab it and um you know the first 30 seconds can be crucial in a, a shooter multiplayer match and i'd go to shoot and god damn it max you know, <laughs> have to go into the the settings <laughs> usually settings. die yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah that's where i got first started and then that's when i got everything so every generation from that point on I've just pretty much had every console, um, except for you know the Wii U. That was the only one I actually regret getting. Um, and uh, outside of that, I've been super into it ever since then. I've been, you know, following a gaming podcast. Uh, when I started listening to podcasts, I think it started with gaming, and that's probably about five or six years ago at this point. Um, so yeah, I'm normally an Xbox guy because most of my multiplayer friends are on Xbox. But you know, I'd always have the Nintendo and the PlayStation for their exclusives, just because I like the games. So. But normally, Xbox guy, and uh, actually haven't gone back to handheld after the Game Boy getting me in, which is sort of a weird thing, but that's where I am at today. Awesome. And then I guess uh, since we we got you here on the, the mic, um, uh, you know, I thought maybe we could, um, we'll, we'll touch on what we've been playing uh, at the, you know, kind of the, the same time here, if you don't mind, uh, you know, just uh, give us a brief rundown of what you've been up to. Yeah, I've been playing a lot. Um playing PUBG, of course. I've went back into my stats and that was my number one played game of last year at about four hundred hours on Xbox. Oh no shit. Didn't wow. realize it was that much. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of PUBG. Um so of course always that new snow map came out. Um so I've been playing a lot of that. But I How is that? Uh it's good. I like it. It's always nice to have a new map. Still learn it, figuring out all this where all the good stuff is. But nice. I mean that's what me and my friends play all the time. Um and then the main thing I've been playing outside of that uh, you know, besides Assassin's Creed, Smash, and all that good stuff, playing Into the Breach, which was nominated, I think, for a lot of like indie games or you know, on a lot of awards. Um, it's a 
you know, mecha versus kaiju, tactical, 16-bit, you know, grid-based battle game. Um, roguelike, actually, what I just found out because I lost. I was like, oh, man, you just restart at the very beginning, but you keep, keep all your stuff. Game's awesome. Um, I didn't see a whole lot about it until award season, but Into the Breach is amazing. If you got, I think it's only on Switch, maybe PC. I'm not positive, but I know I got it on Switch, and I think everyone wants to check it out. It's like 10 bucks or something. And if you like grid-based battlers, you like monsters, you like robots, I suggest it. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, same. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it has kind of the added twist, right, of you can see your enemy's next move like ahead of time. So it kind of gives you... Yeah, you uh, see them as they start to emerge. So you can be like, oh, if I kick, punch this giant scorpion on top of that little grid, then when that dude comes up, he'll damage him. And then like, there's a lot of think ahead, think two moves ahead sort of a thing. It's, it's, it's really good. Excellent. All right. And so uh, I suppose we'll move on to, uh, to Zach. Um, what you've been up to, man? What you've been... Uh, well, actually, sorry. Uh, let's, let's hear about your personal history, and then we'll talk about <laughs> what you've been playing. Sorry to jump ahead there. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, so to get into gaming, uh, started way back in on a, probably the Sega Genesis was the first console I had in my house. Um, and then, well, that and the Super Nintendo. Um, so, I mean, I'm only um, turning 27 this year, so uh, I'm not super old or anything like that. Um, so Sega was really my first one, Sonic the Hedgehog. My mom played it a lot, so I played it a lot. Um, not that my mom's a gamer or anything, but for some reason she loved Sonic. Um, uh, my older brother really loved uh, Super Mario, so I played that a lot. Um, you know, and then as I got older, I, uh, PlayStation two was my first console. I had a PlayStation, but I really only had like demo discs for it. I feel like I, I don't really remember any of the games I owned on the original PlayStation. I just remember playing a lot of the metal gear solid demo, a lot of the final fantasy seven demo. Um, sure. There was some other well-known. Oh, I played siphon filter. I think I might've beat that game. Um, but then, you know, I got the PlayStation two and that was like the first one where I really started to pay attention to video games. And then, uh, I got the Xbox and then I got the GameCube and then it was just all downhill from there. Um, from my wallet that is. And, uh, I've just been so heavily invested ever since. Um, uh, I just, uh, after I got the Xbox, I got the 360, and that's when I jumped from PlayStation because I was always a PlayStation guy. PS2, the lineup was just phenomenal. And then I, you know, got the 360, and Gears of War came out and stole my hat. And uh, I just have been an Xbox guy ever since. I love achievements, you know, the same way those people love to collect trophies. I just, I love achievements. I love the pop, the noise. It just gets me. Oh, same, especially now with the rare achievements, right? Where oh, yeah. It has the little extra chime that's in there. Yeah, absolutely. And especially like, so there are so many good ones. Like in Overwatch, there's there's like like some of the ones that you get for activating a special and like hitting everybody at once. And like only like 2% of gamers have that. And that game has been out, what, almost two years or three years. And like to get like that achievement, you're like, hell yeah, man. And yeah, it's just awesome. And then, you know, here we are today. You know, I, I get pretty much, I got every console. 
Um, I have the Switch, the PS4, the Xbox. Um, I'm an I'm an Xbox gamer through and through. I have the other ones just for their exclusives. Um, uh, and you know what I've been playing? I've been playing a ton of you know I've been trying to pop back into Sea of Thieves. I I actually jumped back in sometime uh, right after um, Thanksgiving, and I've been playing one of the most underrated shooters out there on the market today, Splatoon 2. And, um, you know, Tomb Raider, I'm trying to get through that to get to Assassin's Creed. And, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. I, I, I dabble in Overwatch, Red Dead. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm waiting for that Anthem demo tomorrow and I'm all weekend. I don't got nothing to do but play that. Excellent. Yeah, I'm right there with you on uh, the Anthem demo. I am uh, chomping at the bit. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, before I uh, uh, give my personal history of gaming and talk about what I've been playing, Bobby, uh, what you been up to, man? And um, obviously, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, the hobby of gaming. Uh, I, I might be one of the older here. Uh, I've been gaming since, uh, I remember the first game was Big Bird's Egg Hatch. Uh Back in 84, I believe, uh, the Atari 2600. Okay, yeah. Uh, I played that with my dad, uh, that and Cookie Monster Crunch, uh, some of the older games. And then <clears throat> our family was a little bit poor, so we uh, we usually got the uh, console when the next console, when somebody upgraded. Like, we got the NES a couple years after uh, Super Nintendo came out. Uh, so I was a little bit behind. Uh, but but not I necessarily am, a bad thing though, right? You I, you had no a, no we, we got the hand me downs, <laughs> but they had a lot of games with them. And I didn't realize yeah, exactly prices back then are pretty much the same as they are now. They were all generally like sixty bucks, which I I didn't know it as a kid. But but yeah, I also uh, liked my Game Boy. I played Bubble Boy. That was my uh, or Balloon Boy. That was the game I played on uh, my Game Boy. I played that the most. Um, but, but yeah, I've been playing forever. Uh, I'm a PlayStation guy. I, uh, I couldn't get into Xbox 360 because of Xbox live. Uh, but I do have an Xbox one. I have every console, uh, dating back to Atari. Uh, my dad kept the Atari 2600 Sega. He still got all the boxes and everything. They're all sealed. Oh, wow. That's cool. But yeah. I have them all. I have the whole collection upstairs in the loft. Hopefully, uh, eventually if we do a live show, uh, I could show you everything one day, uh, but yeah, I, I've always loved games. Uh, I remember getting my first PlayStation, and I remember going over to my friend's house, playing Resident Evil 2. That's why I'm so excited for Resident Evil 2 Remake to come out, because I'm glad that they finally did a remake where it's actually a remake. Instead of just HD upgrades, It's it actually looks beautiful. Uh, but but yeah, I've been gaming forever. I, I love it. It's my hobby. I I am like everybody else where it, sometimes I am ashamed to say it because people do look down on you, but it's my only hobby uh, and I love it. Yeah. I frequently point out to, uh, you know, to people that don't understand, you know, Hey, there, there are plenty of worse things out there to <laughs> spend your time doing, yes. you know, so if, if you're going to cut me slack for no other reason, uh, that should be one of them. So absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good little escape. That's what I like. It's like, it, it's, you get to be something else for a while. So I enjoy that. And there's a lot of variety, you know. Um, I I think you probably could have more easily defined what gaming was or what your choices were 
uh, at the, you know, the birth of gaming, but now, uh, boy, you, you know, um, depending on what you're in the mood to, to play or do, I mean, you have so much choice, not only in the, the games, but the genres and everything to deal with it. So, exactly. and they're just fun. Yeah, exactly. Time consuming sometimes, but fun. Uh, and currently I've been playing a lot of, uh, dead cells. Uh, I enjoy it and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have enjoyed Dead Cells and Fallout Shelter. Uh, for some reason, I I picked that back up a few days ago, and I haven't been able to stop Fallout Shelter. I don't know why. It's like a phone game, uh, but it's it's very addictive. Uh, you can pass a lot of time and do other things at the same time, which is nice. Yeah, I'm trying to get into that too, actually, on my Switch. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's easy. Like I didn't realize like how convenient it is to play it i mean it is a little time consuming where you have to wait for some things but you don't even realize time is going by because you have to worry about all the other people dwellers and other things but it's yeah i highly recommend it it's it's addicting it's great yep i played it on mobile um when it uh, came out i enjoyed it i spent a fair amount of time, probably a solid two months where i had you know uh thrice a day ritual of popping it up, uh, checking on the quests, you know, do they get to where they're going? <laughs> yes. uh, play, play through the levels, uh, send them back to the vault, uh, checking on people in the vault, uh, you know, really spending the time to upgrade. And then once you get past a certain point, you're like, you know, this kind of looks like shit. I think I'm going <laughs> to get rid of this room so I can have all my power plants over one spot or, um, yes. yeah, that's a, it's, yeah, it's definitely things I wish I would have thought of before uh, that I didn't think of till later, where my rooms are very spread apart, and some of them aren't, like, three rooms combined into one, and some of mine are very uh, segregated and separated everywhere, which I've been trying to do, but trying to get coins and stuff, it's, or caps, sorry, caps, uh, it's been a little difficult, but now I got Cappy running around giving me coins, so it's good. Right on. What were you saying, Zach? Uh, I was just going to say a quick shout out to one more game that I've been playing that just released on Switch and it's free. It's called Light Seekers, and um, it's a COD game. And I'm not big into COD games whatsoever, but like this game's got its hooks in me. It's like easy to pick up, hard to master, and like just it's it's super fun. So it's free. So like you got nothing to lose by at least giving it a shot. Um, but card game like Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone, something like that. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and it's it's super easy. Like like I said, easy to pick up, how to master the. Um, but like the UI and everything's like super easy to navigate. So like they they did a pretty good job. So it's definitely uh, at least worth a look. That's pretty cool. awesome. I will have to check it out. I got I, I got to add one more thing. But I I tell you, I never realized how much video games have evolved. Like I go back to pretty much my backstory here until I was at PAX 2015 and it or PAX East 2015. And then hearing people cheer and shout, like it was like a sporting event. It was like awesome to see that, like people watching league of legends and other things on the big screen. It was, it was pretty cool to see how video games evolved. And even they had uh, upstairs in one of the little rooms, they had a smash tournament from, I guess the first smash brothers. And I mean, people were, I, I mean, amazing. They brought their own joysticks, and I mean, it was it was crazy. Like their own arcade sticks. Like it was the coolest thing ever. It was like a room crowded. It was like a Fight Club for Smash Brothers. Like it was it was fantastic, and it was just cool yeah. to see how games have evolved to uh, where it is now. Where it's uh, <laughs> I hate to use the word sport, but it is an esport. 
But yeah, that would be a great topic, uh, you know, discussion, um, you know, to, to go uh, more in depth is to maybe look back at the uh, sort of the evolution of esports. I'd like to do a little research and, um, you know, because it it seems like it's um, yeah, come quite a ways uh, pretty quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's great to see that getting um, acclaim, you know, and, and to be able to watch matches on television. And I think it's um, I know Zach, you mentioned you play Overwatch. I do um, uh, occasionally as well. Um, not as much as I used to, but I still like to pop in for the events and things. And just the fact that you could pick your team colors and get the skins, and you can watch the matches right in the uh, you know the actual game is really really neat. Um, uh, FYI, uh, the year of the pig started today. Oh, yep, 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 yep. I uh, I do recall uh, getting a string of. Uh, messages from one of my clan mates uh, reminding everybody to and uh, get after those uh, boxes for you know mystery oh, yeah. heroes and such. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to uh, add, Bobby? Before uh, uh, the only other thing I could add is I think Destiny Two has gotten better. Uh, and and to go along with the bet from earlier, I do wonder because I'm a huge Tom Clancy fan because I'm from Maryland. Tom Clancy's from Maryland. I do wonder if the Division 2 will take down Anthem. Take it down? No. I do worry. I I just worry because it's a different play style. I mean, I didn't even play the first Division because it... I was confused. I'll let you know that the first Division, I thought it was going to be that Rainbow Six Patriots game that never released, and then it was the Division, and it was not what I was expecting. Yeah, another game that uh, you know famously kind of bounced back uh, slowly but surely, but um, one that never really got me back into it personally. I, I, it, perhaps it's because Destiny is the first game that I, I played of of that ilk. Um, Did even they come at around it, the same time. Um, so I think Division launched uh, after, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe in the year two of Destiny. Like, I want to say that came out like the same year as Taken King. You know, was launching. Um, the the great thing about this is you give you give this another five or ten years, and I think those games of service they're all you know if they're smart they're going to learn from the mistakes of the other games that come out yes. and hopefully be able to um, uh, launch with more content and have a better way of creating new content quicker. I think that's the biggest challenge right now facing that type of game is that the, the hardcore community, and I'm guilty of this, will, will eat that shit up and run mm-hmm. out of content quickly. Not because there's not a lot of content there. There is. It's just that, you know, it's it's such a life investment that, you know, you, you turn around, it's been, you know, two, three weeks, and you've, you've spent um, you know, almost an unmentionable amount of time uh, playing the, uh, the games. I frequently have to remind my wife when there's a new Destiny expansion, hey, remember, this is going to be temporary, but um, for the <laughs> next, like, five or six days, I'm going to be going ham. I apologize in advance and uh she kind of rolls her eyes and goes yeah 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 <laughs> so okay well i'm gonna just briefly uh give uh my quick you know history of uh of gaming um i'll you know, touch on uh, some stuff i've been playing as well and then um we'll probably wrap it up for uh the evening um so my uh first 
console are really, you know, I, I should say first memories of gaming. I don't remember too much about the console in particular it was also the Atari uh, 2600. Um, I was born in 86. So I'm fixing to turn 33 here on uh, Tuesday next week. And uh, I two games specifically, I remember playing over and over with my dad's help, uh, Donkey Kong and Galaga, the original Donkey Kong and Galaga, um, you know, and just kind of uh, very, very spotty you know memories but uh you know do remember um probably those being the 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 first two games that i played and then um i you know probably one of my fondest gaming memories is um being old enough to understand you know what a video game console was and picking my my older sister up from the airport she'd gone to visit our uh, grandparents in new york state uh from south carolina where i grew up in charleston and uh had come back uh, just after christmas and she was so visibly excited, um, you know, when we picked her up. And this is back when you could actually go up to the gate uh, that she couldn't even get out of the uh, the terminal before she um, unzipped her um, carry on bag and showed me the NES um, box. There was a, the Duck Hunt and Super Mario, um, you know, pack in. Uh, and I was just like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's like the Atari, but, you know, better. Um, there's this game called Mario Brothers, and you know it's great. And then there's Duck Hunt, where you can you can shoot the TV with like with the with a gun, and that was really what kicked it off for me. Was um, you know playing through uh, Super Mario Brothers again, very hard. That was a game that um, you know uh, I, I think um, to a modern gamer would be pretty tough. You know, having a limited amount of lives, but um, was just was magical because you had all these secrets and you you know the the warp to or the warp pipes and all the, the neat stuff and um you know uh just really uh got me into uh, i mean i was i was hooked from from then on um so other standout titles uh yeah mega man 2 mario 3 and punch out for the nes were probably games that i played the most uh then you know moving into the snes generation um the you know uh, same style of games i loved uh platformers i loved you know action games like mega man uh but really uh where i discovered my love for rpgs um introduced to uh you know some final fantasy games uh, chrono trigger uh, my best friend at the time um just kind of uh walked me through um the uh entirety of uh, mario rpg i think it been my first one and uh, once I kind of got that down uh, pat and understood what an RPG was, um, you know, he was like, all right, Chrono Trigger, this is this is what you need to play. And this is a lot more complicated, but it's awesome. And, uh, you know, felt, you know, in love with RPGs probably for, for the rest of my life. Uh, and then kind of in the interim, you know, between consoles, uh, we got our first computer and uh, my uncle had a... Uh, well, I'm going to plead the fifth, but it may or may not have been a pirated copy of a game <laughs> called Doom 2. And uh, that, I mean, holy shit. It was like this forbidden fruit where he kind of teased my cousin and I, you know, and, and, you know, showed us the game. Oh, but you're not old enough to play this. And of course, (laughs) the first thing we did was find out where he kept the disc. And when the parents weren't around, we popped that bad boy in and just, you know, reveled in the the violence and, uh, you know, um, found out from talking to friends at school that there was these codes that you could put in to make yourself invisible and or invincible, excuse me, and to to get unlimited ammo. Um, And, you know, that was just great. And kind of, you know, in, in between consoles, um, got into PC gaming and and uh, have kind of been in and out of that. Uh, there was a time where if you wanted the most quality experiences, that's really where you had to look because of the power, you know, underneath the the hood. But um, N64 was the only console I owned of that generation. 
so GoldenEye, obviously, kind of cemented my love for shooters. And then my best friend, Max, who I mentioned earlier on the show, had a PlayStation. So I got uh, exposed to things like the original Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear, and Resident Evil. Uh, and it was cool because each of us had that different console. And I feel like so many kids had that kind of story growing up where, you know, you had one console, your friend had another. And you, you, that's kind of how you got to experience more stuff was you, whoever's house you were staying over, you know, again, you got to kind of play shit that you normally wouldn't have. Uh, and then of course, PlayStation 2, Xbox, um, that's kind of where I started being console agnostic, as I call it, you know, where um, owning as much as I could. So Halo obviously kicked off, uh, well, really Halo 2, the birth of online console gaming. And I feel like for me, that's where I kind of started to slip away from PC gaming. Like, oh, I can play online now need to have that experience on a computer i can do it on a, a console and uh you know we had um, cable internet at my folks house around the time the xbox live was um was launching and used to really piss my mom off by uh, taking the cable modem upstairs to my room and plugging it up and you know hardwiring the uh, the xbox but yeah um and then i guess real recently um just kind of keep that brief uh i would say probably Games as a service is the the newest hot thing, um, and I'm totally guilty of, of you know falling uh, you know deep for for those games when they're good and, and kind of going ham for a while. Um, uh, I really like those any of the Soulsborne games, um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls uh, Three, Bloodborne, all those. Anything that's tough, like as much as I hate it, I also you know really really enjoy the challenge and the sort of rush from getting through something like hard boss fight or something like that, and then. Uh, yeah, retro and indie games um, are something I'm glad to see a resurgence in the last 10 years. You know, uh, it's it's nice to be able to kind of have a throwback that looks like a throwback, kind of feels like a throwback, but also has some modern sensibilities. I think that's really cool that we're, you know, in a, a time and place where people can make, um, you know, small teams can make video games like Celeste. Uh, probably for relatively cheap, and they can be you know some of the best experiences of the year. Uh, by the way, but you know Celeste was uh, probably my top three games last year. I thought it was um, just just fantastic. Uh, as far as what I've been playing lately, um, Destiny Two, like always, a little bit here and there, Overwatch uh, here and there. Uh, as, as I told you, I think before we started the show, um, I because I'm curious about the new Metro, uh, try to go back and play Metro. And uh, the first Metro was at 2033. And um, I've given it about five hours and I just, I don't think I can do anymore. I'm sure it was fine when it came out, but it just, it hasn't aged well. Um, There's not enough there to grab me. Um, The story feels pretty generic. The world feels pretty generic. Everyone always told me it was a sort of survival horror game. And even on the hardcore difficulty, I think is what they call it. Um, I feel like the game is constantly just shitting ammo and health out like all over the place for me. Like I don't really feel that um, challenge uh, and that kind of like I need to conserve ammo and hunt around for stuff. Um, so I probably won't continue to play that. Um, and instead I just uh, I went back to um, Dark Souls 3 and started a new game plus. And uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys ever play any Souls games, but playing a new game plus is like the icing on the cake because at least for the first half of the game, when you go back and play, you're so overpowered uh, and you can just kind of, you know, you know, the boss attacks you can run through. It's kind of a good feeling um, after you know, usually the first uh, playthrough is a pretty big struggle. So yeah, I'd say with Metro. Yeah. Just, I mean, at this point, just wait for three, but yeah, you should just get to one and just went to two because two is more of a modern game. I sure. Yeah. And see, I picked both of them up on sale for like four bucks a piece. I think, uh, yeah, at some point last year and, uh, you know, maybe I'll watch a recap of one and try to jump into two, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am kind of leaning more towards I'll watch a recap video. And if 
um, Exodus, I think it's what it's called, right? When that comes out, if it if it's you know, getting acclaim and, and looks like it'll be worth playing, then uh, I may just watch that recap video and, and, and ever play it. Um, At this point, that's what I'll just say. Just wait for three and watch yeah. the recap. And it's not a knock, by the way. I'm sure when it came out, it's fine. Um, it's just, you know, uh, there are uh, shooters, I feel like, poorly generally um, whenever there's a big advance. Like, I feel like platformers usually age pretty well. Um, but the shooters, for some reason, just, you know, because of the way the mechanics go, storytelling and shooters. Um, I think, you know, coming off of uh, Doom, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, which to me was had some of the best just pure gameplay, like joy that I've ever experienced in a shooter. And then Wolfenstein, which had, you know, some of that, but also just a fantastic story. Wolfenstein 2, um, the new Colossus, had one of the best uh, shooter campaigns I've ever played. Um, it was kind of hard to get back to, to Metro, unfortunately. Yeah. Um I also could not get into the Metro games, unfortunately. They're both sitting on my shelf. Um, but the new one does look super cool. So I mean I'm really interested. I'm in the same uh boat that you're in. Um I'm probably not gonna go play them. I'll probably watch a recap. Um is is this a, a direct continuation or is it its own story with the Metro name? Uh, see, I don't know. I, I try to avoid spoilers when I was uh starting the series, knowing that I might uh, event you know play through them uh so i can't even answer that uh, genuinely because i, I didn't want to look up if like i don't know if last light is related to 2033 maybe um adam can you tell us that i don't know did you play both of them i've played them but when it comes to story i have no idea <laughs> oh, okay see and that's that's kind of to my point of you know how memorable it is uh i was kind of hoping that you know because the story seemed pretty thin when i started off like there was no cohesion carrying me from one mission to the next. And I wasn't really sure what the fuck I was doing, uh, but I thought oh, maybe if the world's cool enough, like that'll, you know, sometimes that's enough to kind of keep you going. Uh, even for a brief shooter campaign, I just, I don't think I can bring myself to finish it. Unfortunately. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of games. That's, that's the, that's always the light at the end of the time. Exactly. Grab you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping it here. Um, again, same order here. I'll start with, if there's anything you want to plug, uh, you know, give us your uh, where we can find you on the internet, and um, we'll kind of go around the table here, the the metaphorical table that is. <laughs> yeah, so just follow the uh, show Twitter at EC Games Pod, and then my personal Twitter is Adam Gumby, and uh, just follow those two Twitter things. That's the only thing I really do is Twitter. So check that out if you want to see updates about the show or the other podcasts I'm into. Yeah, what uh, you know, you mentioned you did a couple other podcasts. Do you want to uh, name them here? Maybe so. They're actually. It's funny. I've recorded like three episodes, and they're like, we're waiting to get art, and they're they're dilly dallying. So I'm really shocked that this one came together so quick. So <laughs> yeah. follow my Twitter, and you'll know when the new the other podcasts come out. We don't fuck around here at EC Games. We failed <laughs> recess because we don't play. All right, Zach, <laughs> what you want to plug, man? Um, so, um, I'm not really big into the Twitterverse. I have one and everything. I'll put it here. I'll try and start using it more. It's at, uh, Optimus Prime with two M's in both Optimus and Prime. Oh, there's also two E's in Prime. So O-P-T-I-M-M-U-S-P-R-I-M-M-E-E. Excellent. And Bobby, how about you? Where can we find? Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did, no, no. No, I was just gonna say, like I said, I don't use it, but I, I gotta stay. I gotta try and use it more because, like, it, you know, it's what you gotta use in, in I guess, the any game related to the game industry. So, yeah, it's my my biggest problem too is I'm a lurker. Like, I need to be more. Um, 
yeah, I, I lurk a lot. I, I follow people. I like getting entertainment from it, but yeah, I'm with you. I need to tweet more. I'm a Facebook guy. Hey, fair enough, man. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Bobby, where can we find you uh, on the internet? Uh, I have a Twitch stream. Everything that I do is Smooth423, so you can find me on Twitch at Smooth423 or on Twitter at Smooth423. I've been called Smooth since I was little, uh, so uh, it's just something I stuck with. And uh, I I try to do Twitch streams, but I am a father of two uh, kids under four, uh, so I do what I can. Uh, but I, I too, am... I don't do too much social media, uh, but I will try more now that we're we're doing a podcast. Try to get more into it, but yes, that's not smooth four two three. Excellent. Well, uh, once again, I'm Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida. You can find me at it's Waterman on Twitter, just like it sounds, and. Uh, well, as I was explaining to the fellows here, I got some equipment uh, to, to start a, a Twitch channel and to record a, uh, a show idea that I have. But uh, my wife and I just uh, purchased a house and we closed on the 21st of February. So going to delay the launch of that show probably by about a month until we get set up so I can have the space exactly how I want and don't have to break it down uh, almost as you know soon as I get it set up. But uh I uh, haven't come up with a name for the show, but the basic premise is uh, once a month uh, we'll be uh, doing a, a full Twitch stream uh, and then, you know, condensing it down uh, to about an hour and a half uh, video on YouTube, uh, but recreating uh, the days of yore when you get out of school on a Friday, go to Blockbuster, grab a game, have a couple of buds over and really spend the entire weekend trying to beat the dog shit out of the game, good, bad or ugly. Uh, before you had to return it on Sunday. And so uh, we'll do an overlay on the Twitch stream of, you know, when the games, quote, do, do back. Uh, we'll try to pick something that's uh, challenging to complete in the time frame, but uh, doable. And then, of course, the idea being that we, uh, like you did when you were growing up, uh, we'll pass the controller back and forth, uh, you know, uh, based on whatever bullshit rules we come up to, you know, come up with rather uh, so many deaths or uh, per level. And then the other two people will be offering uh, moral support and, uh, you know, banter to kind of keep things going. So. Sounds, like Sounds interesting. Definitely looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, it has been uh, an absolute pleasure podcasting with you fellas uh this evening uh, i look forward to to many more and uh, thank you all for for listening uh go ahead and drop us a, a review a like and uh we'd love to hear your feedback uh bear with us as it is our uh, first episode here and uh when adam said that we were uh, literal strangers um you know less than a week ago that is uh, correct so we will see you next week take it easy bye